It's time now for another edition of Roarman's Raging Softball Report, everything Louisiana softball. Now, here's your host, loving Louisiana softball since 1981, it's the Roar Man. Hello and welcome to another edition of Roarman's Raging College Softball Report podcast. I am the Roar Man. Thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Well, the Cajuns just completed playing six games over a four-day period. It was a fun, interesting slate of games. And in this podcast, I give an overview and analysis of what took place. So give it a listen. I hope you find it informative. I hope you take the time to subscribe. And I hope you tell a friend. So let's go. It all started on Thursday evening with a game against the number two ranked team in the nation, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I would say if Lamson Park was not sold out, it was close to being sold out. It was a great atmosphere and a game between two really good teams. Unfortunately for the Cajuns and Cajun fans, the game did not go the way the team or the fans had hoped. Let me give you the rundown of the game. Lexi Kilfoyle got the start for the Tide and Megan Shorman started for the Cajuns. In the first inning, Alabama scored two runs on a home run by Kaylee Tao in the bottom of the first after walking Stormy K, the next three Cajun batters went down in order. In the top of the second, after giving up a hit and getting a batter out, Megan Shoreman was replaced in the circle by Kendra Lamb. I'm thinking maybe pitching coach Justin Robichaud did not want to give the Tide hitters another look at Shoreman. So with Kendra in the circle, the base runner at first was called out for leaving early and the next batter flied out in the bottom of the second. Maddie Hayden laced a ball through the middle for a double, but the Cajuns couldn't get her home. So after two complete innings, your score, Alabama 2, Cajuns nothing. And the third inning is when things really came unraveled for the Cajuns. Lamb walked the first two batters and then hit the third batter to load the bases. So the Tide had the bases loaded without even getting a hit. After walking the next batter to score a run, she exited the game and Shoreman was back in the circle. She got the next batter out, but then she hit the next batter. Then Alabama pitcher Kilfoyle hit a double, scoring two runs and making the score six to nothing. Shoreman walked the next batter and was replaced in the circle by Carly Heath. She gave up a single to the first batter uh, she faced to make the score seven to nothing. Then another run scored as a ground ball was hit to first base. Then another run was scored on a wild pitch. When it was all said and done, Alabama led nine to nothing. They had scored seven runs in the inning on only two hits. Cajun pitchers walked four batters and they hit two batters. And giving those six free bases really spelled disaster for the Cajuns. Uh, I'm not going to use it as an excuse, but the clouds opened up and the rain was coming down pretty hard. And I would have to think pitching with a wet ball may have caused some issues for Cajun pitchers. It's been a while since I've seen Kendra have the control issues she did against the Tide. And I'm really hoping it was just the weather that affected her control. Another thing that the weather did, it made a lot of the fans get out of it and leave their seats and a good number of fans never returned for the game. So the really great atmosphere that was there before it started raining was not the same as it was after it started raining. Now of course 
When the game started, it was zero to zero, and when the rain finally ended, the score was nine to nothing, so maybe that's why the Cajun fans left. The Cajuns did score a run to make it nine to one, but they could not score any more runs as they left seven runners on base. Again, not the performance everyone had hoped for, but there were some positive takeaways. The Cajuns did get five hits to Alabama's seven. The star for the Cajuns was Maddie Hayden as she made an ESPN highlight catch against the wall in center field. She also had two hits, a double and a single, and she drove in the only run of the game. Relief pitchers Carly Heath and Vanessa Foreman combined to pitch 2.2 innings, giving up only one hit and not allowing a run. In the postgame interview, Coach Glasgow took the blame for the loss to quote him, we didn't come out to play. We needed to come out, throw strikes, get ahead, and make them hit the ball. We came out, and we just were not ready to compete. He went on to say, we came out with arrogance. We came out assuming we could play with Alabama, and we failed to show up at the showdown. And that's all on me. When we play them again on Sunday, it's going to be a different mindset. Next up, two games on Friday at the Youngsville Sports Complex. And I got to tell you, it was an overcast, windy, cold day. The Cajuns faced off against Coach Glasgow's daughter's team, Eastern Illinois. And I got to watch Coach Glasgow's wife, Vicki, sitting behind home plate. And I've just got to be wondering, you've got your husband's team playing against your daughter's team. She kind of had to be torn uh, between who she was pulling for. And I'm just going to assume she was hoping that both teams did well but I'm thinking she really hoped the Cajuns came up on top. So after not performing well against Alabama, the Cajuns were ready to get their mojo back, and to be honest, it did not happen. First, I found out that Sophie Piscus would not be playing for the remainder of the games over the weekend as she was forced to sit out due to concussion protocol. She collided with an Alabama player on a plate that played on Thursday, so she was out. Kendra Lamb got the start in the circle. In the first inning, Maddie Hayden hit a ball that went about 10 feet in front of home plate for a hit. The catcher overthrew first base, and Maddie, with her speed, ended up at third. She then scored on a wild pitch to make the score one to nothing in the first inning, and things were looking pretty good. But that's all the scoring the Cajuns did in regulation. They only had four hits through seven innings. Eastern Illinois tied the score at one to one in the fifth inning, so the game was now into extra innings. In the tournament, once into extra innings, a runner is placed on second base to start the inning. In the top of the eighth, Eastern Illinois did not score. The Cajuns did not score in the bottom of the eighth as a runner was thrown out at home. In the ninth, Eastern Illinois scored a run as Megan Shorman was not able to field a ground ball. In the ninth, Eastern Illinois scored a run as Megan Shorman was not able to field a ground ball and the runner from third scored. And finally, in the bottom of the ninth, Laney Crater single to left, Jordan Campbell single to the shortstop, Jenna Keene single to the pitcher, the pitcher made a throwing error to first, and Campbell scored from third. The Cajuns ended up scoring two runs to win three to two, and we all breathed a sigh of relief. It's wrapped up Friday with a game against St. Thomas. Getting the start in the circle for the Cajuns was freshman Sam Landry, and all she did was throw her first no-hitter, striking out 11 in the process. And she looked sharp. I mean, she had command of all of her pitches, especially her rise ball that the St. Thomas hitters just could not hit. As I mentioned, it was cold at the park, 
And in Sam's post-game interview, she said that pitching in the cold is not something she had excelled with in the past. And here's her quote. I actually do not typically do well in cold weather, but I felt like today I just needed to push through it. It's been cold recently, so I've been practicing in the cold, and I've kind of gotten used to it. So good for her for spending time pitching in the cold in preparation for a game like she experienced on Friday. That's putting in the work. In the game, the Cajuns' bats came to life as they scored 10 runs on 12 hits. The game went five innings as it ended in run rule fashion. Maddie Hayden, Jordan Campbell, Melissa Mayu, and Sam Grader all went two for three, and Rainer O'Neill went three for four. On to Saturday, the weather was a little warmer than Friday because the wind was not blowing quite as hard, although it still was a little chilly. First game up, Portland State. It ended up being a kind of strange game, to be honest. Sam Landry got the start for the Cajuns. Maddie Hayden was on fire at the plate, hitting back-to-back -back triples, then a double. The Cajuns led 11-1 going into the bottom of the fifth inning. Everyone was waiting for the game to end in a run roll, kind of, you know, run roll fashion. Then kind of the unexpected happened. Carly Heath entered the circle to replace Vanessa Foreman, who had replaced Landry the inning before. So Heath walks the first two batters, and Sam Landry comes back in to take over for Heath. Landry proceeds to walk the next two batters. She also gave up three hits before the inning ended, and what was once an 11-1 lead was now an 11-6 lead. And that's how the game ended, 11-6. The Cajuns get the win, but, you know, when you have a lead that's 11-1, you've got to just end it in a run-rule manner. The Cajuns were not able to do that as they gave up five runs in the fifth inning. The next game up was against Linscombe. Carly Heath gets the start in the circle. Maddie Hayden, who went three for three in the previous game with two triples, a double, two runs scored, and four RBI, did not start against Linscombe. I later learned she injured her foot while running the bases on one of the triples she hit. Hopefully, it's not a serious injury and she will be able to play against Alabama. The Cajuns end up winning by run-ruling Linscombe 11-3, banging out 14 hits in the process. The highlight of the game, a monstrous home run by freshman Alexa Langoliers. And all in all, it was a very long day for the Cajuns as they rode in the Youngsville Mardi Gras parade in the morning. Then they played the doubleheader. They'll definitely need some rest as they face off against Alabama on Sunday. Sunday was another chilly day as the game between Louisiana and Alabama was all set to go. Getting the start for the Cajuns, Kandra Lamb for the number two ranked Alabama Crimson Tide, Montana Fouts, who is, in my opinion, the best pitcher in college softball. Cameron Lamb got through the first three innings without giving up a hit. In the bottom of the third, Stormy K uh, started things off for the Cajuns with a single just over the shortstop's head. Maddie Hayden hit a hard grounder to second. The second baseman threw home and Stormy was out on a very, very close play at the plate. With Hayden now on first, Raina O'Neill struck out and Hayden was thrown out at second on again another close bang-bang play as she attempted to steal second. The inning ended, the momentum the Cajuns had disappeared. 
In the third inning, Kendra walked the first batter. Then the next batter hit a slow grounder to her. She rushed her throw to first. Taylor Roman could not feel the ball, and runners were now on the corners with no one out. At that point, Lamb was pulled, and Megan Shoreman took the circle. Uh, Alabama's next batter, Kaylee Tao, was intentionally walked. Then, with the bases loaded, Shoreman proceeded to walk the next batter on four pitches. A run scored, making it one to nothing, Alabama. Two batters later, Abby Dowling singled to left center, scoring two runs, and Alabama led three to nothing. The inning ended when an Alabama runner was uh, thrown out at home plate. After Laney Crader singled to start off the fourth inning, the Cajuns then went down in order. In the top of the fifth, Alabama's first two batters both singled. By that time, Shoreman's demeanor and body language had changed. She didn't look comfortable. She didn't look like she was enjoying being in the circle. She looked like she was done and ready to come out of the game. She got to face one more hitter who was promptly walked. Next in the circle for the Cajuns, Vanessa Foreman. She gave up three singles and the Tide's lead increased to seven to nothing. At that point, Lamb re-entered the game. She gave up a single to the next hitter to make the score eight to nothing. She then retired the next two batters, and in the bottom of the fifth, the Cajuns could not score, and the game ended with Alabama taking the run rule victory 8 to nothing. After the game, Coach Glasgow was not happy, and after Thursday's performance against the Tide, Glasgow was hoping for a better showing by his team. Instead, it was more of the same. Glasgow simply said, we're not close. We're not even close. It doesn't matter how much talent we've got, we're not close. He went on to say, we've got to find who can play with the score at 0-0, the same as they play when the score is 8 to nothing. When you're playing nowhere near the standard that we've got to play at, it's not just a matter of the team responding or the coaching staff responding. We've got to make some major changes. Exactly what changes does he mean? I don't know, but I'm sure we're going to find out because nobody hates losing more than Coach Glasgow. So from a fan's standpoint, what can be taken away from this game and the previous game the Cajuns played against the Tide? Well, the first thing is conference championships, trips to Super Regionals, and trips to the World Series are not won in February. Teams have to make progress step by step. This was a big step for the Cajuns to see how they measured up against the number two team in the nation, and against the number one pitcher in softball. It didn't turn out the way they had hoped, but they will not be facing a better team or a better pitcher this year, and having gone through the experience will only make them that much better. And think about this. There were six freshmen who got to go up and play against Alabama. They can take that experience with them and use it to make them successful as the Cajuns face lesser teams down the road. So I'll sum it up with a few thoughts. I expected the Cajuns to win four games in the tournament, which they did. I was hoping they could have gotten a split with Alabama, but I was not expecting it, and it did not happen. During the slate of games, the hot hitters at the plate were all freshmen. Maddie Hayden and Lainey Crader both went 6 for 11 for a batting average of 545, and Stormy K goes 7 for 15 for an average of 466. In the circle, let's start with the good. I think Kendra Lamb, despite her lack of control on Thursday, which I think had a lot to do with the weather, I think she'll be fine. I think Sam Landry is everything she was billed to be, evidenced by the no-hitter she threw against St. Thomas. 
The not-so-good, Megan Shorman threw poorly in pressure situations against Alabama, as did Vanessa Foreman. They can both use it as a learning experience moving forward. So that's it. Next up, a doubleheader on Tuesday against Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches, Texas. Then a game on Thursday at Lampson Park against LSU. Two games on Friday, uh, one against Central Connecticut State and one against Louisiana Tech. Then another game against LSU at Tiger Park on Saturday. This is The Roar Man saying thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe, tell a friend, see you at the ballpark, and go Cajuns!